Let me give you a question. Who speaks? Who can speak two languages? Raise your hand. You speak. And let me, Spanglish is a language. We're including Spanglish. Okay. Who can speak three languages? Who can speak four? Do I have, we, would you end on four? All right, we got to three. Who has a hard time with one? Wow. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to, if, if you see me straying from my notes, i got to keep my wife, you should be more centered, to keep me back to my notes because the subject today, uh, boy, talk about watching bunnies run through the field. I could take any path I want to here. Uh, <clears throat> I've been raised in the church <clears throat> even bef uh, as a small child and when it comes to when I say the supernatural, when you talk about the supernatural, we're always talking about the super part of the supernatural. There's a part of the supernatural. <laughs> there's, a scary, there's a scary part of the supernatural because it is not natural. It's beyond natural. There are some scary things out there. And not all of us see those things. But today, I really, I, I really want us to concentrate on learning or growing in a supernatural language. Now, uh, who's taken the Rosetta Stone language course? I thought everybody did. How did you learn your Spanglish if you didn't take that course? Well, it's amazing. I really think that they have tapped into what the Lord has given us in scriptures on how to learn language because the Bible tells us how to learn the supernatural language. And the way Rosetta Stone does is it really mimics words of the scriptures, in which we'll get to there. But I'm going to help you uh, with this. One, one course comes with a little headphone, and they show you a picture, so it's a visual, and then it tells you what it is, and you have to say it back. And if you don't, you know, enunciate or pronounce it correctly... It does it again, shows you the picture again, and you're in this circle. So are you ready for that little venture with me? I'm going to take you on it. This is not a commercial for them. But <clears throat> so we start off with, all right, and say it with me, gato. All right, ready? Now, someone didn't get it right, so, so it's going to show it again and say gato, right? All right, next one, casa, unless you're Cuban, it's casa. Okay, they put on everything. Estupido. <laughs> Everyone got that one right. That was two broke, just seconds after that was two broken ribs on the right side. El stupido. So let's take a look at this new language. And there, I have to speak a note, uh, a special note, uh, an announcement, that whenever you speak in the supernatural language, whenever you're under you know, the roof of a place where the supernatural language is being taught and expressed, guess what? The supernatural is released. So if you're here today 
and you're sick, if you have, you know, if it's depression, even if it's an oppression, and you feel, you might feel something leave you. It could be anger, it could be sadness. You, uh, we've had even in, in the history of whenever we present something in the supernatural language, people are all, I mean, completely delivered from something in their life. Tumors can get small, healings come. But that's when you speak this language. And a lot of people are thinking, what is this language? It's not what a lot of people are thinking. You know, like it's one of the gifts of the Spirit. No. It's a different language. It's a language that we see that was spoken that moved Jesus to make comments about it. It has changed the, the direction that God would have a whole nation of Israel go because they changed their language. And remember, language is something that is spoken. It's just not, you know, it's something you conceive, you perceive in your mind. It's a combination of things, and we want to take a look at this. It, in the verse, and this is where it gets me to that Rosetta Stone thing. It says in Corinthians, it says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Not on what is seen. How do you, I'm confused already. So what do we fix our eyes on? It says, so we fix our eyes on not on the seen, what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is, unse- what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The, it, it, Peter last week, it, the, just the statement, that was a powerful statement to me, because when we're veiled, what's on the, where's the veil? Right here. Where's the unseen? Right there. It's all around us. I, I kind of likened it, uh, my grandson, little Mark, is uh, autistic. And you think that autistic, you know, you know, you can say, Mark, Mark, help me, hey, 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 hey. And you think that they're unable to perceive. But the truth of it is, they hear everything. So in their mind, they turn everything off. And and I can do the same thing. If I'm not paying attention to someone's in the room, I can completely not hear them. Who else can do that? If I'm not paying attention and somebody says something to me, it's like, I, did, I mean, I did not hear a thing. I have to turn my hearing on. And many of you are that same way. I want you to know that I think that when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, because so much stuff's going on and this this language. So much is going on. I I think the church has turned everything off because we can't handle just what's on the other side of that veil. We can't do it. And then there's groups of people who say, oh, we're more spiritual to do it. And they do it and they see all kinds of things. But you know, things just blow up in those groups. And we're even going to see a warning if we, we have enough time in the scriptures. But remember, we're going to speak this language, this supernatural language. And the, 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 the ability here, we're going to give our attention to the supernatural, the unseen, so that we can see. When you give your attention and you realize, you know what? Just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. That's starting to see it right there. 
When you give room in your mind that, you know what, there's something happening right here that I don't see, you're seeing it. And once you, once you speak those words, it starts to happen. Well, look what the scripture goes on to say. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things that are not seen. So you know what the, you know what the supernatural language is? Faith. There's too many Christians who don't speak faith. If they speak faith, they'll speak doubt with it. It's kind of like positive, negative, eh, got nothing. They just kind of cancel each other out. It, it, and if you look at what Jesus, Jesus was marveled. He just like, I've never seen such. And it moved him. It even changed some things that he did that he wasn't going to do. He goes, I wasn't going to do this, but good golly, you're speaking a supernatural language. You're releasing it. Your faith has. Wow. It doesn't say, oh, because you spoke in tongues. See, a lot of people think that's, oh, that's a supernatural. No, that is to build you up, to release you. But the language that moves, building yourself up, it builds you up. But the faith language moves God. Wow. And we have to have an eye. We have to connect our vision with what we're saying and the strength of that. That is how I can see the unseen because I can speak what moves the hand of God. What makes Jesus go, whoa. Oh, I'm going to have to change, I'm going to have to change what I'm going, I was going to do here. And in this language, let me make it clear. God cannot love you any more than he does. He can't. It's like we are made in his image. The, the work of the cross cannot be made better. We're not talking about him loving us more. We're talking about moving in the supernatural ourselves. This doesn't make him love us more. Let's keep our theology correct. We're not doing you know, some, some secret prayer. Let, let, let me just give you an idea. And you're going to remember these, so I'm not going to throw the scriptures up there. Remember the centurion, the Roman centurion. He goes to Jesus. He goes, my servant is sick. Speak the words. And Jesus goes, oh, yeah, I'll come with you. And he goes, no, sir. I'm a man under authority. Just speak the words. Faith like this? He stopped Jesus from coming to the house. Just say the word, sir. Faith. I, I, I've not seen this throughout the land. It... it, it Moved the Lord. The woman with the bleeding issue. Remember, it said that she just heard. And remember the word. She just heard about Jesus and the things that he'd been doing. And just hearing about it, without seeing anything, she had made up in her mind that if I could just touch the hem of his garment. 
the crowds were pressing in, and everybody wanted to be seen with Jesus. They're all trying to get their selfies done. Wonder, if, aren't you glad that there weren't selfies back in Jesus' day? You know, how many people going, "Hey, photo bomb Jesus"? You know, <laughs> it's like, wow. And this lady, Jesus is being pressed upon on every side, and all of a sudden he goes, "Stop, wait." Virtuous left me. Who was it? You know what he's saying? He goes, who here had that faith? You want to stop? You stop God in his tracks when you speak this language. He takes notice. Does he love you anymore? No. You can't improve on the cross, the resurrection. But you move in faith. He goes, beep. Who was it? The disciples going, Lord, come on. Everyone's photoshopping. They're, they're photobombing and then they're touching you. He goes, no, no, this is different. This one's different. Someone spoke supernatural language. They believed. This lady, this, it, she didn't even know what she'd done. But Jesus says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Your faith touches my virtue. We get in with that. The Syrophoenician uh, woman, which means she wasn't a Jew, said, Jesus, my daughter has a demon. Jesus gives a story, he goes, you know, I came for the Jew first. You know, and he says, he goes, listen, I, I came for the children to put food on the table of the Jews. And this woman goes, yes, Lord. But even the crumbs from your children fall and the dogs can eat it. He went, whoa. You're seeing at another level, is be healed. Your faith has healed her. Your language has healed her. You speak the supernatural. You're bilingual. And I want you to know, this isn't some type of Christian calisthenics. You know, if you say this prayer, you get this. And if you... No, this is something that is first put into your heart. Then you discover it in your mind. And we got it all backwards. We want to discover it in our mind and think it's going to get to our heart, and it does not work that way. The faith language allows us to see the unseen. So <clears throat> faith is a normal discovery. Faith comes in a normal discovery of God's nature. Once you give in that God and you look for God's nature, well, as you discover, it's a confidence that comes when you know what his nature is like. How do you get that? When you read his word, when you listen to what is said about him and, and what he says to you, you look at the nature of God from a biblical standpoint. Point and you, something in your heart says, this is right. And, and I want you to know that a lot of people are going, oh, I don't want to question, I don't want to question God about this. No, 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 no. 
<clears throat> Let's go back to the heart. Questioning is great. It's, it's, when you have questions in life, it says that you, know, you, you have a, a desire to grow intellectually. You don't know everything, and you don't know everything about God. But there's a difference in the posture of your heart because unbelief creeps in when you're unsure of God's nature. Let, let me, I went ahead and wrote it out. Questions that are raised in an atmosphere of trust lead to revelations. I want you to ask things about God. I want you to go to a small group and ask things about God. You're not doubting. That's not unbelief. Because if it comes from a trust, you're trusting God will never let me down. I can ask questions. That's an atmosphere that releases revelation. I can learn. The other side of this, that's called faith. That's what it is. Here's the other side. Questions that are raised in an atmosphere of mistrust lead to unbelief. That's how thin this line is on questions. And it's only when you in your heart have decided, I can trust in his nature. Instead of trying to find a God to blame your poor decisions or or the sin of this world and a fallen nature of this world, all your problems, you gotta, it's got to be God's fault. I said, no. That's unbelief. So, just to point out that faith comes first, then understanding. See, there's enough, the move of the Holy, Holy Spirit that says faith comes to your heart first. And it really was a whole other teaching in the 1 Corinthians chapter 3, chapter 4, talking about how our, we were veiled. And any time that, that in the Old Testament is taught uh, that a veil comes over the Jews. It said, but in this one verse, it points out, it said, but whenever a person turns to the Lord, you believe in their heart. Then what? The veil is taken away. Heart first. As soon as you give in to what the Holy Spirit's been telling you, now the veil has been taken away. And today I want to take the veil away if you've not allowed yourself. I'm going to make a proclamation. We're going to have a time of ministry that that veil, if you've not allowed that veil to be removed, for you to hear the words of God. For you, you know, there's a veil on your ears. There's a veil on your eyes. There's a veil that even muffles you from saying it. That veil needs to be removed. You've believed in your heart. Now allow that veil to be removed. Wow. Before the birth of John the Baptist, an angel came to Zacharias to tell him, he goes, okay, Zach, here's what's going to happen. I, the angel of the Lord, here you're going to name him John, and he's going to proclaim the way of the Lord. Zacharias said, how do I know this is going to happen? What did he have? Did he have the right atmosphere? No, he had this atmosphere of mistrust. So what did 
What did Gabe do? Because you can undo the work of God with unbelief. He said, you're not talking to the boys born. <laughs> How many of us need to stop talking? Stop talking. Done. This is going to happen. And for this to happen, you are not going to talk anymore. Everything in the Bible points to Christ. The gifts of the Spirit point to Christ. When God allowed prophecy in the Old Testament, it pointed to Jesus that was coming. When Jesus gets here, he says, I'm that one. Jesus leaves. He says, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And here's how you're going to know it. He's going to talk about me. Okay? Now, the Bible does give, and let me tell you, I've seen, I, I've, I've been hugged. I've, I've physically was praying and feeling sorry for myself, and I was laying on the floor in our, our house, and, and I just, Lord, I, said, I just don't feel loved. And something, I tell you, it ruins the moment of being, feeling sorry for yourself. It just ruins it. Like, and then you're really not real excited. You're going, ah, oh, dear God, what was that? <laughs> it's like, someone's new. I've heard the Lord speak to me. I have seen the demonic. I've seen the angelic. And not many of you ever hear me talk about it unless it's a one-on-one. Because I really believe that there's a place where you can and a place that you shouldn't. Because you elevate. It says in Colossians 2.18, it says, Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They're puffed up. They're disconnected. You know why? Because this gets away from pointing to Christ. It's right here. It is all around us. But out of God's love for us, I think he keeps us from seeing all that's going on. The Apostle Paul is really, and I'll, I'll go through it quickly, but it's just a reference there in chapter, first one. The Apostle Paul wouldn't even say he was the one who was caught up into the third heaven and saw these things. <laughs> he said, I knew a man 13 years ago, you know, because he didn't want to take anything to take away from pointing to the Christ. Anything would make the cross less. I've had people come here and say, I saw an angel. There was a huge angel behind you, standing over you. I said, yes, I know. Thank you. They're like, oh, what are you going to do about it? I go, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to thank you. Thank God that you got to see that. But there was something wrong. They wanted me to promote them and tell everybody what they saw. That puffs them up. I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained 
There's nothing to be gained about my boasting on what I saw in heaven. There's things that, when I got caught up to paradise and I heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. Because it gets us off from pointing to the Christ. Chris and I are married. We're first married. We're doing ministry. We're doing ministry in the supernatural. I'll tell you, whenever you're on the supernatural, not only does God supernatural see it, the enemy supernatural sees you. Whenever you step out in the supernatural, all of it sees you. Got to know how to shut the door or don't go in. So we're in a supernatural ministry, and uh, Crystal Grace was probably three, three years old. And the sweetest little curly-haired blonde girl. And so we're sitting around, and she asks us a question, and she says, hey, this kitty cat of this person that we know, she loved this little cat, said, spoke, speaks to me at night and tells me to do things. She says, so what does it tell you to do? We thought it was a nice little, you know, you know, pick, you know, pick flowers, throw fairy dust, something, you know. She goes, it tells us, and it's this horrible sex act. And we're like, I mean, we just, we're looking at each other like, nothing's wrong. We're fine. <laughs> you know how you're trying not to startle? So what happens? We put her to bed. She's in her little crib. And you go in there and say, we're going to pray for her. We're not going to make this some spectacular thing. I'm not here to scare the child or scare the demon. You know, whatever knowledge this is coming from. And we just wanted her to stop having dreams. So we go in there. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Crystal's right here. I'm right here. The baby's there. My wife, shut up. And so I'm like, did you come out, you foul spirit, in Jesus' name? No. You come out of her, in Jesus' name. And Crystal goes, and out of this house. (laughs) It wasn't good enough, it was just going to come out of her and like sit on the couch. (laughs) You'll come up and you're out of there. Gone. I didn't know what I was doing, but I had a quiet trust in the nature of God. That's faith language. Faith language. We all want these bold demonstrations of breakthrough so we can believe more. Sorry. You believe in your heart. You believe in your heart. Bold face stands on shoulders of quiet trust. Okay, bold face 
stands on shoulders of quiet trust. Trust in the nature of God. In 2 Kings, there's a story, King of Iram, Iram, uh, Aram, excuse me, Aram. <clears throat> and he told his generals, hey, listen, we're going to ambush Israel's army. He goes, let's go over here, set up the ambush. Well, the prophet, Elisha or Elisha, if you're Peter, he goes and tells the king of Israel says, hey, they're going to ambush you here. So when a ram king army go there and, and Israel doesn't come by, he goes, what? He goes, let's, okay, let's move it and let's ambush them over here. Well, Elisha says, hey, king, they're going to, bash you. They're going to, they're going to move over here. The king of a ram gets all his generals and goes, who here's the spy? Who here's the spy? These are secret stuff. And the general said, it's not us. They've got a prophet over there that keeps telling the king. He goes, well, go get him. And guess where he was? This, it always sticks with you. It says that Elisha was in Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> well, I'm thinking it was Alabama. It's only Dothan I know. <laughs> Okay, there was a Dothan over there too. I must have had an accent. So they go down to get him, and in Dothan, in the walled city, the servant to Elisha, he's going, look, you know, the army is surrounding us. There's, there's a thousand of them. He goes, what are we going to do? He goes, don't worry. There's more of us than them. He goes, what are you talking about? Because they're going to kill us. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, come on. He goes, Lord, open his eyes. And he saw flaming chariots on the hillside. And comfort came to his heart. Because there's more of them, more of us than them. So the band is supposed to come, come up by now. Here's what I'm going to ask. We've spoken, we've spoken faith language. For those of you who need to make the decision in your heart, that God's God. Jesus paid the price. I'm settling that. There's some of us who need to put our eyes on the unseen, to be men and women of faith, to speak the words. There's some areas in our life, now that we believe, we need to be unveiled. There's things that we need to hear that need to be unveiled. So I want to speak those words over us, over everyone in this room. that our eyes would be open. So if I can invite you to stand. <clears throat> and some of you, 
if you'd like to, to move forward uh, once the music starts, however, however your heart moves you, and whatever it is that you're asking for, to be unveiled that I can see what is not seen here in a relationship, in an infirmity. Have you, are you, are you being healed? Are you being set free? So here's what the prophetic word is spoken to us today. It says, Lord, open our eyes so that we may see, so that we may speak that language of faith. Open and take the veil from our ears that we may hear the divine and the supernatural that's already in our life, but we've been veiled. Father, let us see the supernatural by removing this veil from our hearts. Amen. Silence fear. Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus.